Our scripture reading for today is from one of the four accounts of Jesus' life. This is from the Gospel of John. Now, if you didn't connect with us or with another church, last week we focused on how the disciples, two of them, John and, and Peter, were amazed that what Jesus had promised, that he was going to come back to life, actually happened. But they didn't quite understand it. Mary Magdalene, though, had this personal encounter with Jesus. But we realized that the disciples, what did they do? <laughs> it's crazy. Once they heard it, it actually come true. This is what happens next. They go back into isolation behind locked doors in the same room where they had spent that last meal with Jesus just a few days before. John chapter 20. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So I don't know about you, but the world is different, isn't it? And for a lot of us, I don't know about, about the rest of you, but we're not only challenged if we still have our jobs, but to do them remotely if at all possible, and in the meantime, having our kiddos and doing homeschooling and making sure they have all the rest of the things, the chores done, and that you're doing basic necessities. And so every morning, it's been really fun because the kids do their chores. You know, they have to make their beds and they have to pick up. And um, then after all that, I'm like, okay, brush your teeth, and then they come back, and you know this, mom and dad, you have to do 
what really needs doing, you have to show them, you have to make sure that they've done it. And so, you know, for Savea, I know she's going to do it. But Kieran, I'm always like, come over here, i got to do the test. And then I have him breathe on me, and he goes, ah. Yeah, it's just like that, because I freak out. I'm like, no, my goodness, I could, you could kill something with that breath. So I'm like, go and brush your teeth again. Because when he does it, I feel like I need what I need when I go out for the groceries or anywhere else. I need a mask. You know what I'm saying, parents. And, and so he breathes on me. I'm like, okay, let's, let's fix this. And he does. And he comes and breathes on me again. And it's a whole different experience. A good one this time. I'd love for you to do the same thing right now. Let's take a breath, can we? Let's do that again. Maybe you felt a little bit like SpongeBob when I said breathe. Maybe you're, you're feeling like it's this is just there's too much going on, and I I, I I don't know what to do. My finances are in shambles. I lost my job. What, what if what if my wife gets or my kids get this? What what's going to be next? Why why can't I get back into my normal routine and normal everyday life? Why can't I go outside? I I really want to. Is this all legit? And all that, let's, let's take another breath. I want to teach you a word today. Some of our confirmation students, our Student Connect students, they've learned this from me in the past. It's an ancient Hebrew word called ruah. I know you're not here, but can you say that with me? Ruah. And maybe you can turn to your family member and ruah. Try to hit them six feet away if you can. That'd be amazing. Don't try this in the sanctuary worship band, okay? Thanks. Ruah. What is ruah? It's this. Oh, yeah. It's Hulk Hogan blowing dandelions down right now. Ruah is, it's breath. And it's more. You see, in the very beginning, in Genesis, we're told in the ancient Hebrew, it's in the beginning when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was this formless void and darkness covered the face of the deep while Ruah from God swept over the face of of the waters. Ruah wasn't just breath, but it was a wind, we're told. And then the same Ruah, the same term comes up in just a couple chapters later when we hear that God is forming man from the dust of the earth, Adam, and he breathes Ruah into his nostrils. He gives him life. And what we just heard, this same ruah that Jesus gave his disciples. See, the disciples, they are, yes, he told them that this was going to happen, but who would believe someone could conquer death, right? They'd seen him die a violent death. They'd seen him give his last breath on that cross. And so what do they do? Well, they're afraid. So they go into isolation. They're afraid of, well, are, 
are the same people that, that arrested Jesus and crucified him, are they going to do the same to us? And so they have the doors locked. They're back and they're like, what's our next step? They don't know. And here's the crazy thing. Jesus appears within the locked door, we're told, and he's alive. And the very first thing he says to them, peace be with you. And then he does what my little boy does. I have him every morning do, right? It says he breathes on them. And in it, he says, receive the Holy Spirit. Now, Jesus, in the very last moments that he had with all of them, during that last meal where he instituted the Lord's Supper, where he washed their feet, he says, I'm going away. It's a place you can't go. I'm going to prepare a place for you. And because of that, I'm going to give you the best gift you could ever have. And it's the Holy Spirit, Spirit, Ruah. And what does he do? The very first thing when he has them all together again, he shows them this Spirit, this wind, this breath. Breathe with me. I don't know about you, but these days, it feels hard to catch my breath. These days, it's easy in our isolation, just like the disciples, to be afraid. And by necessity, yes, we're told we have to shelter at home. We're told to work remotely. We're told to homeschool our kids. It, it's this crazy new reality that we all face. And in our isolation in our fears, in the times that we feel most alone. What if God, with that same gift he gave his disciples 2,000 years ago, is telling you today, receive this Ruah, this Holy Spirit, God's breath, God's wind, God's Life. And with it, did you hear what comes with the promise of the Holy Spirit? It's peace. I'm guessing in a lot of ways, right now you don't feel peace in some very real ways. But what if God's peace is not what we feel? What if God's peace is not what we see around us and it's just those periods of contentment and moments where you don't have a conflict going on or any fears and things that are making your heart race? I love this, this quote, this cliche really, that life is not measured by the number of breaths we take but by the number of moments that take our breath away. I love those moments. You know what I'm talking about. The time that you said I do to the one you love. The times that you held your children for the first time. The times that something was shaped in the very best way. The moments that you remember in your head forever. But what if our faith in life is not shaped by that? No, it's not simply by the number of breaths we take. What if Jesus is telling us it's shaped by the number of moments where we help 
others receive God's breath. So you guessed it. This ruah, this promise that God gave us through the Holy Spirit, he breathed on the disciples, they received it, and now what Jesus is telling us to do, he's saying, go. (sighs) Yeah, that was freaky. I, I know, I know. Okay, he's not saying literally breathe on others, especially these days. But what if life is measured as followers of Jesus? By God's breath. By God's spirit. By the wind of God moving in so many ways. The same one that was there at the very beginning, the same one that he breathed into Adam, is in you today, especially in your isolation. And what God is asking us to do is show others his love. Show others his forgiveness. Show others his grace. That's what we need to do today. And in it, his breath, his spirit, his life is going to move. And so today, it may look a little differently. Today in our isolation, it may mean to take a breath. (sighs) To take a breath ourselves. To spend time with God. To realize if he could come into a locked door, he was dead, he breathed his last, and now he has new breath and new life, that he has that in store for you today. And now he's saying, now I want you to love others. And yes, it may be in your isolation. But God's breath can move as we're seeing right now through the gift of technology. God's breath, God's word is living. And it can move in ways that we would never have imagined even weeks ago. And he's not done with you yet. He has more hope, more love, more life in store for us. And it starts and ends with God's presence. So today, help someone else know that God is with them. Send a text. Make a call. Send a, this is crazy, write out a card. Look around you. Look around at your neighbors from at least six feet away. And maybe start to share with them that this pandemic, this virus is not the end. Mm -mm. God's breath is continuing. Amen. Let's pray. God, thank you so much that you, you came to those disciples even and especially in their fear, even and especially in their isolation, even and especially when they thought everything was over. God, for so many of us today, it might feel like that. Wondering what's next. Our old life is gone, and now it's this new, scary reality. So God, remind us to just take a breath. To spend some time with you. And to share your love with those around us. We love you. Amen.